You're listening to the CCE Podcast. We promote civic engagement by highlighting the community leaders at UTEP and the El Paso region, while also promoting personal development and civic-mindedness. Thank you for listening. Welcome to this episode of the CC Podcast brought to you by the UTEP Center for Community Engagement. My name is Sandra Morales and I'll be your host for today and I'm joined here by Sofia Andritos, my co-host. Hi Sofia, how are you? I'm doing good, Sandra, how are you? I'm good too, thank you. Today we actually have a very special guest, Dr. Krista Powell from the UTEP Counseling and Psychological Services, also known as UTEP CAPS. Hi Dr. Powell, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're great, too. Um, listen, so season two of the CC podcast focuses on mental health awareness, and we're very excited to have you here with us. One of the first questions that we want to go ahead and ask you is to tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a counselor in counseling and psychological services at UTEP. So like the other counselors there, I typically work with people who have a variety of concerns. So it could be things like stress, depression, anxiety, um, it could be relationship issues, it could be trauma. And I really appreciate that because, you know, the college age, there's a lot of things that can be happening. And so it's really important that we be able to meet the needs of students coming in with a variety of concerns. Um, one of the things that I focus on is cultural diversity. Um, I think it's really important with mental health that we provide services that are accessible and supportive of people from all backgrounds. So that's something that is personally really important to me. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And that's such a great um, and really important concern is incorporating diversity into mental health awareness. Um, and that's an aspect of mental health awareness that I'm sure not many people um, are, are acutely aware of, but it's something that we need to definitely focus on and talk about more. Um, so with that, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit about um, some of the different departments and resources that CAPS provides to UTEP students. Um, maybe could you elaborate on a little bit more of the, the resources that that CAPS provides either in regards to programming or um, events or, you know, just counseling services. Can you provide a little bit more information on that? Absolutely. So in the counseling center, we typically focus on short-term counseling and a lot of the concerns that we see can be addressed in a short-term format. I say that because sometimes people have the idea that counseling needs to take a long time, like years and years. Um, and so for a lot of things that people are dealing with, just a few sessions um, might provide, you know, some support, some guidance and some solutions to things that people are dealing with. So we have individual counseling. So one-on-one, -on -one, just you and the counselor. Um, that's a service that, you know, a lot of people benefit from. They like being able to you know, kind of talk about their own struggles or their own challenges with one other person um, who's there to support them, listen to them, and help them help them through whatever it is that they're going through. We also have group counseling. So group counseling is different in that you're there with other people. We keep the group small so that there's enough 
space for everyone to share. One of the benefits of group counseling is the social support. Sometimes people like knowing that, you know, other people are going through similar challenges. And so group counseling is an opportunity to give support to others and receive support from others. Um, so another service that we offer is couples counseling. If both partners are UTEP students, then couples counseling is something that would be available to them. We, of course, have crisis counseling. So whenever the counseling center is open, if someone is having what they would consider to be an emergency, they can meet with a counselor right away. So right now in the virtual setting that's best accessed by calling us, when we're on campus, people can just walk into the counseling center. Whenever we're not available, say if we're closed, people can still reach a counselor by phone. If you call our main line, um, the voicemail will tell you how to access a counselor. Um, for example, if it's after hours, a weekend or something like that. So we always want people to know that in an emergency, there's always someone for people to talk to. So I'll just add that the counseling services that we have are free and they're confidential. You know, we go over our confidentiality policies and other things when we first start meeting with you. Um, another thing about the counseling is we do have services in English and Spanish. So if someone is more comfortable speaking Spanish, we do have Spanish speaking counselors available. Typically we have testing services. So for example, career counseling and assessments, if someone is trying to figure out what their major is. We also have um, assessments for things like ADHD and learning disabilities. Some of those services are on hold right now because of the pandemic, but typically that's something that would be available to students and we hope to have that at full capacity again soon. Um, some other things, we have workshops that are open to all students. So those are usually listed on our website and on Campus Edge. So the workshops cover a variety of mental health topics. It could be things like um, stress management or self-compassion or academic success. We try to cover a large variety of topics through our workshops. We also give presentations either to classes or large groups. So if someone is wanting us to talk about our services or other mental health related issues, that's something that can be requested of us. We also provide community referrals. So sometimes people may be looking for some other kind of mental health service or social service. And we typically keep a list of resources that we can give to people who need them. Um, and again, as I mentioned right now, all our services are virtual, but we do keep our website open and updated. Um, so if, or not if, when we go back to campus, we'll keep our information updated like on our website and our social media. Um, so people know like when we're back on campus again. Right. Thank you so much for sharing and, and giving us uh, a detailed summary of all the services, important services that are available for students to take advantage of and, and you know, much needed at times like these. Going a little bit more into depth, how has um, UTEP CAPS department handled the increase in demand for services during this pandemic? 
That's a really good question. So I would say that we have had in the past and we continue to have programming for people to share their experiences and learn about different ways of coping with the pandemic. As you know, this has been globally a really difficult year or so. Um, and so we've created a lot of workshops or other informational sessions to give resources and information to people. We, as I mentioned before, we also respond to requests from faculty or staff to talk about our services. So, you know, we have had departments reach out to us and ask us to maybe give their department some guidance on dealing with the pandemic. I would also say again that, you know, we have our crisis line, which is always available. And, you know, even with all of the many changes, we've, you know, worked to make sure that we always have someone available for a student or someone that might be in crisis. And lastly, I would say that, you know, we would encourage any student who is in need of our services to reach out to us. Sometimes people worry that, you know, maybe there's going to be a wait or my problem isn't that bad. Um, you know, maybe I should let other people go first. But, you know, we, we want to handle the demand for services, not you, like not the students. So we encourage you, if you have any concern or problem that you think would you would benefit from counseling, we would encourage that person to reach out to us. Well, thank you very much for, for saying that. And kind of um, in similar to, to that, that topic um, during COVID, during this pandemic, the topic of mental health, I feel like has really been um, prioritized and destigmatized. You know, there's um, a lot more people are prioritizing it, making it um, not only a concern, but a, a, a something that they really need to look after and take care of. So in your opinion, how do you think um, mental health has really, even in the past year or so from this pandemic, how do you think it's been destigmatized? That's a really good question. I think one thing that has happened in the pandemic is because of the lack of connection to other people, you're more likely to check in on people that are in your circle. So, you know, people might be more likely to call someone or text someone, ask them how they're doing, ask them if they need anything, or also maybe share your own experience of maybe feeling stressed or worried about the uncertainty of what's happening. Another thing is that, you know, the pandemic has really been a collective experience. It's something that we all are going through. And I think in that way, it can help people you know, have compassion for themselves and for others, right? Knowing that we've all had some kind of challenge or another. Um, right now, you've maybe seen commercials. Um, there's a mental health campaign that says it's okay to not be okay. And I believe in that statement. And I think that people are recognizing that and, you know, are feeling more comfortable maybe saying that they're feeling stressed or they're feeling upset or worried and maybe feeling a little bit more comfortable to, you know, acknowledge that and talk about their own experiences. Something I would add, though, is that, you know, experience of mental health stigma, those experiences can vary. Um, so I do think it's important to continue talking about and 
addressing it so that we can reduce any stigma like even more. Yes, thank you for that. What are some general tips that you can share with us or pieces of advice that you could provide surrounding maintaining good mental health for our listeners? Um, this is a really great question. I'll share a few things. Obviously, it's not an all-inclusive list, right? But some things that I think are important. One is taking care of your physical health. So we know that physical health and mental health are linked. And really, I think we should just call it health, right? Because it's all connected. So doing things like exercising, resting, sleeping, you know, eating healthy foods for the most part. Um, those are things that we all know are important, but sometimes when we're feeling stressed, those are the first activities that lose priority. So I think as best as you can, like doing things to maintain your physical health is really important. Um, mindfulness, I think, is another thing that can be very helpful. So mindfulness, you could probably have a whole podcast just on mindfulness. So I won't say too much about the details of mindfulness. But what I would say is that mindfulness is really about learning how to focus on the present. So a lot of times our brains are either reflecting back on something that has already happened or worried about something that hasn't happened yet. And so too much of that can be stressful for people. So learning how to focus on the here and now is something that I think is really important. Um, practicing gratitude, expressing things that you're thankful for can be helpful. Um, and I think this is nice because, you know, it can remind you maybe of something that, you know, you're maybe not consciously aware of is something that you feel good about. And that's also like a form of mindfulness, right? Like kind of having appreciation for the things that, you know, you enjoy or that you care about. And so practicing gratitude, of course, it doesn't mean that everything's great. You know, you could still be having a difficult time, but that act of like looking for things that you're grateful for or appreciative of can, you know, kind of help keep things in perspective and balance. And, you know, like I said, show appreciation for um, the things that you really enjoy. Another one would be affirmations. So coming up with a self-statement that is motivating for you. And this one is really personal because, you know, one thing that like I might like as an affirmation might not work for someone else and vice versa. So I think it's important to find affirmations that you feel inspired by. Um, something I think that is really important about affirmations is that they're positive, of course, and also present focused. And it can be an affirmation of a trait that you already have, or it could be a trait that you would like to have. So for example, if someone doesn't feel confident, they can use the affirmation like I am confident, right? And so it's kind of, that's helping your mind to kind of already see yourself in that state. And the more you do that, the more it makes you, um, you know, kind of act in ways that 
are confident. So I think affirmations can be really powerful. Um, I think another thing that I like is what's called self-validation. So sometimes uh, we look to other people to validate our experiences, what we're feeling. And it can be nice to have other people validate what you're experiencing and have them tell you that, you know, it makes sense or they understand. But you can also do that with yourself. So if you notice yourself having a difficult time to, you know, label what it is that you're feeling and, you know, try to understand where that feeling is coming from and, you know, letting yourself know that it's okay to feel that emotion. One of the things that is common, I think sometimes people believe it's wrong to have certain emotions and it can be helpful to think about emotions as sending a message. Like all of our emotions have something to tell us. And if you've seen the movie Inside Out, I love Inside Out because I think it illustrates that really well. So I think rather than being mad at yourself or judging yourself for a certain emotion to ask yourself, like, why is this emotion here? And reminding yourself, like, you know, all of our emotions have a purpose and it's okay to be sad sometimes or scared sometimes, etc. Another thing I think is also being flexible in what wellness means to you and being flexible in terms of the things that you do to take care of yourself. So for example, you might do an activity one day and it makes you feel really good. And then the next day, maybe it doesn't do anything for you. That's okay. So I think just having a variety of the activities that soothe you, people that you can talk to so that you're not using like the same thing all the time. I think having, you know, a variety of things that you go to when you're feeling stressed can be helpful. And lastly, and I think this is really important, is being able to reach out to someone if you're having a hard time. So that could be a counselor, of course. And, you know, if you're a student, we would encourage you to reach out to the counseling center. It could also be family, friends, or, you know, other people that are in your network that you feel comfortable talking to. Wow, thank you so much for sharing those amazing tips um, and, and pieces of advice. Um, I'm, I'm sure our listeners will definitely benefit from, from those um, recommendations that you had. And so our final question is um, for our listeners, should they want to reach out to either you or to the CAPS department? Um, what's the best way that they'll be able to do that um, if, they, if they're in need of any resources that your department provides? So the best way to reach us right now is by phone. We're at 747-5302. Whenever we return to campus, people can also stop by our office. We're at 202 Union West. And we also post a lot of information on our social media. So I'll give a quick shout out to Celia, who's our awesome social media manager. She keeps our social media updated with information about the Counseling Center, but also other mental health resources and tips. So that's another way to get information from us. Perfect. Yeah, social media has been like a new 
platform of communication and letting everyone know what's going on. So yes, our listeners, please follow UTEP Caps um, on Instagram, Facebook, any social media platform. And Dr. Powell, thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure to have you here with us at the CC Podcast and sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. And Sophia, thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. Of course. I really enjoyed this conversation. And I'll just take a moment to let our listeners know um, that please uh, thank you so much for for listening to to our episode today. And please check out our other episodes. Um, You can find us wherever you get your podcasts on Anchor, Apple Music, Spotify. And please follow us on uh, at UTEP CCE on all social media platforms. Um, So thank you very much, everyone, and have a good one. Thank you.